Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. And I'm Nick. We're back. The big three have returned. Yes. Finally. Alone. Who's Ford? Who's Chevy? And who's Alone GM? together. <laughs> Ford. Harrison Ford. No, it's, it's Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. It's true. It's true. Let's get it straight. We're it's not going to get twisted. Um, if you're listening to us for the first time, because you just uh, picked up our Jeff Kanata episode, well, I guess this will be your second time then, but <laughs> we're... We're a bunch of film nerds from Michigan, and uh, we like to talk about film, and we make this podcast, Mm -hmm. so... We do. um, Today, we're going to eschew what we've been watching, because we haven't been watching much, Mm -mm. and then we're going to go into, or instead, we're going to go into two discussion topics, one of which is going to be Hunter Walk, venture capitalist from California, wants a movie theater that he can tweet and, and work in, which we'll get there. And then uh, Marvel Studios has a roadmap for their films up to 2012. 2021. 2021, excuse me. 2020. <laughs> Way into the future. No, so that's like 12 movies that they have kind of vague ideas what they want to do with. Yeah. Anyway, after that, we're going to get into a full review of Jeff Wadlow's Kick-Ass 2, and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. So, cool. you, guys, you guys ready to get into the thick of it? Ready to roll. Are you asking us or the... The viewing, the Both. listening audience. We're definitely ready, okay. I feel like. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So, Hunter Walk, guy who gives money to, to, to people to make tech things, wants to be able to pull out his phone and tweet people during a movie or, uh, uh, you know, get a little work done while he's enjoying Pacific Rim, I think is his particular uh, movie that he pulls out. Because he says... He's not going to miss any major plot points because it's a movie about robots fighting big monsters. So why, you know, what's the, why, do, well, why does it... What am I missing? What does it, why does it require your full attention? You know? Right, guys? Right. It's going to be get- bad because we don't have a proponent of his, his position <laughs> on our podcast. But, well, okay, we'll get there. <laughs> um, so this kind of blew up into a big internet discussion. Uh, his buddy, Anil Dash, wrote some <laughs> crazy crazy things basically equating anybody who wants to stop you from talking into it, talking at a movie as somebody who would want not want women to wear pants and <laughs> would support slavery and like all kinds of crazy things so let's talk about this the ideal movie environment for you uh how you feel about people who are on their phones during movies that kind of thing uh, I think we'll throw it to Willie first. I mean, I would I would agree. The one thing I would agree with would be uh, there's kind of a uh, – he does try to say that there are certain movies where he feels like it would be inappropriate to do that and certain movies where they wouldn't. And I get what he's saying there because for me, the ideal movie experience can change depending on the movie a little bit. Like yeah. if I go to – you know, if I go to a raunchy comedy, I don't mind people yelling at the screen and cheering and laughing and all that, obviously. If I go to some sort of ridiculous horror movie, I don't mind people like, get out of there, get out of you know, like, like interacting with it. Yeah. Or, but if I go see, you know, I don't know, if I go see, uh, you know, a Nolan movie, maybe, I wouldn't, per- I would prefer not to have that happen at all. Like, yeah. I, I'd like people to just shut up and, and, and keep quiet. Well, you know? that's, you're kind of even talking about it on a different level. That's like people. Not even necessarily interacting with the movie, but, like... I don't... Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, when it comes to, like, talking and, and interacting with the with the movie, that's kind of how I feel. I I mean, this the whole thing about, you know, pulling out your iPad and, you know, doing your taxes while you're watching Man of Steel or <laughs> uh, 
tweeting, you know, about the movie as you're watching it. Like, why? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I guess I just don't get, like, why do you feel the need to do that? Why can't you sit for two hours or, or an hour and a half and just watch, you know? I mean, if, and the thing is, I, 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 I'm sorry you can't do that. I'm sorry that you're restricted, um, from doing that, but there are a lot of people who want to go to the theater on a weekend and they've worked all week and they just want to see a movie. They just Mm -hmm. want to sit down and relax and watch a movie. They don't want to be interrupted. My main point is I did not pay $10 to hear you talk to your friend or to have you responding to texts where you're flashing a bright light in my peripheral vision that is extremely distracting when I'm watching a movie. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is that's, you know, if you really, really, really need to do that, but you really, 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 for some reason, need to do it in the theater. Then get the corner seat in the back where no one can see you yeah. and dick around on your iPad. That's fine. Like I have no, no, you're not bothering anybody. But I, you know, the the whole concept of opening a theater or a theater chain specifically for people to be able to do that is absurd. Like how ridiculous would that get? You know what I mean? Like that it would it would become well, and they're even like. They're, they were talking on the Slash Film cast, like, having douchebag screenings of, of particular <laughs> movies. Like, oh, the douchebags can go to this one and, and, and tweet and yell and, you know, talk to their friends and whatnot. You know, but, and maybe, like, the like smaller theaters like Maynard could, could do something fun, like, have, like, a audience participation night where they screen something and you can just go nuts and, like... Yeah, and there are things like that. Yeah, like... like yeah, I mean, that's okay, but, that, but it's encouraged there and it's... it's there's a reason for it. Exactly. And it's not, you're not watching like a, a, you're not watching the latest movie up on the screen that nobody's ever seen. You're probably being like, oh, somebody's going to be, li- people are going to be live tweeting this older movie that, you know, you've already seen before. It's not a fresh experience. So. <clears throat> yeah. And the excuse of I work a lot and I'd like to be able to get work done in the theater, like, I'm sorry, but how much work realistically are you going to get done while you're watching the movie? How hard is it to give people money to do things, mister? But it's just like how, how... How hard, how much work can you possibly get done when you're in the movie theater? Like, just make sure you work hard enough so you can go do things outside of you. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I don't get it. Nick, what are are your thoughts on this? Well, it's it's funny because it comes, this this discussion comes at a a hilariously relevant time because today when we were seeing Kick-Ass 2, I was waiting on a couple really important texts and emails and I kept doing this thing with my phone and yeah. i had to reply to for, like, for those who are listening he's kind of guarding the light yeah i was well first of all before i sit waist. down to a movie if there is something i know i'm gonna have to look at i turn the brightness all the way down mm-hmm. i put it on silent and if i have to pull it out i do this and i'm like where i can barely the weird body it. arch typing, you, yeah. yeah and i'm yeah. typing like a total moron and it takes me a minute but this was a this was something i had to reply to and i was like well i'm in this theater and this is a, this is a crappy situation. And I was so many times I was going to be like, I'm just going to get up and leave the theater and go Deal either with call or text. Yeah, and I was going to, but <clears throat> I was like, it's just a text I can fire off really quickly. And not to mention, it was the five of us and maybe four other people in the theater. But yeah, now that's this is normally not the type of thing I I would support because, like like Willie had said, he pretty much took it right out of my mouth. It depends largely on the movie you're seeing. And the circumstances, like today, like to me, a midday movie is not something I take super seriously. Yeah, like I like going to theaters and during midday because it feels a little more casual. I'm like mm-hmm. this is the middle of my day. I still have a lot rest of my day to do stuff. But like when I'm going at night and it's like the thing my day's been building towards going to that movie at nighttime when when work is behind me and dinner's behind me and now I go to this movie and I want to sit down and watch something that I'm really interested in seeing. I don't want to be distracted by lights or talking or ringing or. And part of the reason 
I love sitting close in movies is so that I can you block, block as much of that out. shit out as I yeah. can. Yeah, and that's why, like when we had when we saw The Conjuring, uh, if anybody's screen had popped up in my face during that movie, I would have been so mad <laughs> because I was so <laughs> into what I was yeah. watching. Yeah, and it was that's why you go to the movie. You go there. It's not a it's not a, a day at the at the dog races. Like you don't. It's not a, a super social thing. You should go because you want to see this thing that yeah. someone has made and wants to show you. Yeah. And it's not an office. Now, if they made theaters where there was a a big black curtained off section for the douchebags, as as slash filmcast calls it, or for people who want to be able to tweet, because. God knows whatever your 140 character thing going through your mind at that damn instant is so important it has to get out now in the middle of this 90 minute movie. Yeah, it's that important. Go go for it, pal. Like it's just the the whole notion of it is ridiculous. Like yeah. Twitter is the dumbest example and Hunter what uh, Hunter, Walk. Hunter Walk invalidates so much of his argument to me by citing Twitter. What do you have to do on Twitter? Twitter is so pointless. <laughs> it's purely networking. It's purely news. It's pure entertainment. Well, and I mean, as a venture capitalist, then you know, networking is important. But networking, it's still, yeah, and it's 140 characters. And like, like I said, I had I had e- I had an email and a text. I was waiting on both. And just if he had phrased it a little bit more professionally, I guess I would. I I, I see where he's coming from. Like I, I actually really do. Because like I said, this this had, was me today. I'm not a venture capitalist like that. But I had something I had to reply to. And I was like, I get what you're saying, that sometimes you just have work to do, and if you, if you work in an industry that's time-sensitive for replies, if someone's like, oh, Mr. Walk, we, the new prototype of whatever, should, you know, when do you want to, and he's just really quickly has to fire off, oh, I'll be in at, at five, tell so-and-so I'll be there. Like, that, I get that. That's, that's your life. So if there's a little section for people like you, that's cool, which just sounds really hilariously, <laughs> like total segregation move, but... If, if that's what you have to do, and, and you know, going to the movies is relaxing. It kind of gets you out of the house. If he's like, man, I got a lot of work to do, but I just want to get out and be able to do it on the fly. Like, I can see where he's coming from, but the way he phrases it is really silly. Okay. And being like, Pacific Rim is a dumb movie. Why do you need to pay attention? It's dumb. Like, shut up, man. <laughs> Pacific Rim was kind of awesome, and it was yeah. very immersive. And part of what made that movie so good was that it, there was a lot to see and a lot to take in. If you look away for two minutes, you know, to address an email and you look up, you know, you might, you miss, you might have missed something kind of cool. And so, why did you go to the movie? Yeah. Like, I, so I guess TLDR. I <laughs> I get what he's saying totally. I, it, just the way he phrases it is kind of awkward. But yeah. I, I think if if they want to make a special theater, like the entire theater can only be used by people. Like they say, go in at your own risk. It's the Wild West. I'm fine with that. I just have like use that one theater. showing a day. That's yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like that's fine. It's if, the if, Wild West. <laughs> because honestly, the theater industry needs help. Because I love going to the movies. Like I, that's my favorite thing to do is yeah. go go to the theater. And the industry is is always taking a hit by Netflix and you know piracy, etc. If it's going to help put more money back into it, I'm totally game. If people are like, man, I can go to this theater and tweet, but if you come into my theater where that shit is not allowed, throw that person out, grab him by the by the scruff of his neck and throw him out back. Yeah, and I mean, there's kind of a few directions I want to go with this. We've got a little more time today, so it'll work out. But um, let me let me pose both of them first of all we've got theater chains like the alamo draft house that are like if you pull out your phone you're getting ejected that's the rule plain and simple and so and then on top of that we also kind of have um um screenings that are for like like especially for kids movies family movies you have those screenings where they're like oh bring the baby along and like these are like these are 
there are kids here. It's probably going to be loud at some point. They're going to be obnoxious, but you can bring them here and see this movie and nobody's going to judge you. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's one side of this discussion that I want to talk about. The other side is why doesn't he just stay home (laughs) and do work at home? Like, yeah, you can't watch man of steel at home for like four months. (laughs) Well, and, and or like I like I said very briefly, the the act of getting out, like if he works a lot and works from home and has a home office, the act of leaving the house can be good for your thought process and be like, I just need to get somewhere else and sit down in a darkened environment or whatever. And oh, if I have a couple things I have to do, I'll do that while I'm there. The fact that he says I have to do work, I want to go to the theater to do work is strange. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I mean, I I don't know, his like, bro. Don't you can't you afford like a just a sick home theater? Yeah, his his title here is reinvent the movie theater. Wi-Fi outlets, low lights, second screen experience. So he he wants to be able to charge this thing that he's on. (laughs) (laughs) Your intent there. He wants wants a Bruin view, basically. Basically, yeah. For anybody, well, everybody who's listening who doesn't know, nearby uh, where we live, there's a theater that does something called the Bruin view, where after movies have nearly completed their theatrical run, they have usually, like, what, four to six weeks after it comes out. Yeah. They feature one on Wednesday night and one on Thursday night. And it's it's like a concert venue normally, but they play a movie and you can just have beers and talk and see the movie and it's kind really of really relaxed kind of exactly you know, more of a bar but there's a movie on exactly so, um i want to know what elijah actor elijah wood thinks what do you think he thinks about this whole thing i don't care i mean i bet i bet he disagree i'm just jerking i'm just Where's messing around it, Eli- it says elijah oh. wood thanks to the actor elijah wood for explaining why he disagrees yeah <laughs> elijah wood has an opinion on the subject and i really want to know what it is yeah yeah well, it's tricky to say because movies have always been that thing that are so incredibly divisive. Some people, <laughs> some people, you know, ever since movies were invented, it was escapism for some people and it was art for others. Yeah. And that spectrum has only just, the chasm has only widened. Well, but I think even people who, people are on either side of that category wouldn't necessarily fall into the, it's okay to do crap while you're at the movie. Sure. I'm saying like, it, it's just always such, been such a divisive thing, movies. Yeah. People always come at it from totally That's different true. angles. Elijah Wood talked to Hunter Walk on Twitter. There's a pretty lengthy conversation here. We'll, we'll post links to these in, in the show notes. But basically, Elijah Wood's snap, snap judgment was, you can have that experience in the comfort of your own home. A ludicrous idea to create a passive viewing experience at a theater. Which, I Fair totally enough. agree. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's if if you have stuff that's so like if if you if your life if your job depends on you being able to respond to something immediately all of the time, all of the time. Number one, you have a horrible life, and I don't want it. Number <clears> two, <throat> why would you want to go see a movie in the first place? Like. You've got important things to do. You need to be available for these people that need your word. Don't sequester your time away with a movie if you can't do that. But yeah. I like I, I get I get what you're saying, Nick. I get that it's like okay, well, I'm going to see this movie at this time. But yeah, I mean, either you, either you sit in the back row or just have a separate section that I will never see or have to interact with. Or maybe you charge some sort of absurd amount for a rental for a movie that's in theaters. Well, and that's the thing. There are, like, home services where you basically pay, like, I think it's, like, $10,000 up front and then, like, $500 per movie that you want to view at your home that's first-run movies. Oh, God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but if you really want to do it that bad, then, well, here's your option. I mean, like I said, I kind of get where he's coming from. Maybe the guy loves going to the movies. That's, like, his thing, and he doesn't want to give that up. 
for his business, but he doesn't want to give up his lifestyle for the movies. It's like it's a weird it's a weird I just have a hard time thinking that you can't that that your life is so immersed in your work that you can't separate to have the time out to go and watch a two hour movie. But Who knows? I'm not a dude whose job it is to give money away. Yeah. So <laughs> clearly <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I don't understand about Hunter Walk's life. It's uh, my only fear would be if they did say, okay, we're going to open this theater to people who can, they can chat, they can tweet, they can whatever. We're going to charge charging stations for your iPads, etc. That it would do so well that they'd be like, oh, we're just going to make them all like that. And that well, and that that, that was another thing that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> this and then I'd probably, be staying at home. This would probably be beneficial to like movie like movie studios. Just be like, oh hey, you're sitting down to this five o'clock showing of Thor: The Dark World. Hashtag Thor the Dark World on Twitter. Like, here's here's your hashtag. You're in the movie watching this. Here's where people can see your thoughts as you're as you like that. Hey, that might get more butts and seats. We could. And so you know, but you can do that after the movie. True. Yeah, no, true, that's true, that's true. Like, there's the world is still there. Your followers will still be there. I can all unfollow you because you didn't retweet them. Why within didn't the last you know about minutes. Thor? Like, two seconds. Why didn't you tweet about this when it was happening at the midnight show? That's what I'm saying. It's like, can how about respect the pause? Like, sit down. Just put your phone away and watch a movie. And if you don't want to do that, if you can't do that, maybe you shouldn't go. I mean, I was nervous too about. Nick, um, you look like the kind of guy that would support slavery. Like, <laughs> you totally I sound do. like it too. Um, <laughs> talking about this. segregation. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, another thing too, I remember being worried about with um, some of the theaters now that like you can you can order a beer in the theater or whatever and bring beer yeah. and stuff like. That made me nervous at first too. Like I remember being like junk people, junk hecklers. You know what I'm movies. saying? Like oh god, you know. Like I remember my initial thought was like that's kind of neat, and then I was like oh man, there's some people that are going to just be like. Ah, and you know what I mean just but I, I, I gotta say I haven't had too many well, bad experiences with I, that so as that's somebody good. who doesn't go to like the 9, 10 o'clock showings at the Imagine I don't know how often I would run into that anyway but yeah. I have not yet been to a theater where there's been somebody clearly trashed and well it's funny because all the time every time we go to that theater or leave there's always like some new signage that's like you know, to only twenty one and up after nine o'clock, and, yeah. and like I saw a huge sign today, which is all these just different requirements you need to meet to be into like the bowling restaurant area. Yeah. And I was like, man, this theater just is either just overrun with riffraff all the time, or they <laughs> they really want the people who are paying for it to be able to enjoy their experience. It's it's weird. But yeah, the beer. I, I agree with the beer thing. I, I was when nervous I was seeing that for a hot second. I was like. That's kind of cool, but wait, do I want to spend $9 on a Jack and Coke to take into the theater? Like, why? Well, and yeah, and do I want to be surrounded by the people that have had, like, 17 Jack and Cokes before the movie? You know what I, I mean? I like what the that. limit is. Yeah. I mean, it was, there was one time I went on a date, and I thought it was cool. I was like, yeah, you want a, you want a beer? We're going to go see a movie? Let's, let's have a beer and watch Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah. Beer and Lincoln. Oh, my God. An American tradition. Absolutely. <laughs> Just what Spielberg intended. Yes. But it is, it is it is very it's very interesting because even you know I think a big part of it is just manners like well no and yeah that because I, I mm-hmm. even the people that were going for escapism like in like the forties I'm sure that they sat down and they watched the movie mm-hmm. and like well actually no I take that back I completely take that back because I remember when Psycho came out and Hitchcock well, was like but that's that's the thing is that Psycho was like these are movie times you are not being let in until the next showing is up. 
it was different back then because you would walk in and sit down and catch a few newsreels, watch the sure. watch a movie or two. Like that's how. So, but I don't think it was a. It's not like people were sitting there talking with each other at the movie theater still. There were people walking in, maybe in the middle of a newsreel or in the middle of a movie, but I I don't... Yeah, I guess we don't really know for certain, because yeah. back then movies weren't even taken as seriously. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say. It'd be interesting to, to track down an old person who went to the movies all the time yeah. and, and, and ask, you know... I think it's a really interesting subject. I yeah. think that there's a lot to explore, but... If if I had to choose like one or the other, I'd say if you want your special theater, build it, venture capitalist, and if you build it, they will come. they will come absolutely, <laughs> and I won't because I want to stay and I, I want to watch the movie. All right, well, I'm sure this will come up again at some point. It I mean, that's does. that's what was always cool about the movies is like it's a little bubble. You go into the theater and it's dark, and you just that's what you do, and then you walk out and it's either daytime or you go back to life like that. It, it's like under the dome. There's like nothing going on in there except what's going on in there, and nothing can pierce it. And it's kind of a weird invasion now that we have all this, you know, all our devices that can yeah. just totally disrupt what's going on. I would just make a movie theater. I, I I often think about what my movie theater chain would be. I would probably just put a Faraday cage around the building, and that way no signals would get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely Block nothing. out all just signals. Not going to work at all. That's funny. But that's what I would do. Show an EMP before the movie starts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm all glad right. you found that, though. It's funny timing. It was today. Yeah, that's, that's fun. I'm, there gla- I'm glad that you had that little twist, otherwise it would it probably would But did, just... did anybody notice that I was doing that? No. 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 Maybe Alex, he was next to me. Yeah. yeah. But. Gojo, Gojo was ready to leave. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Big deal. All right. Um, we can move on to our second topic. <clears throat> I should pull up an actual article for this just to make sure we can reference back to it. But basically, um, Marvel Studios apparently has a roadmap. Hang on. Hang on. i got to follow Elijah on Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like what that guy's got to say. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Putting people in their place. So Marvel Studios supposedly has movies planned out. Through 2021. That's six more years past Ant-Man. Oh, God, I love that. Which is the last confirmed... It's in, in, uh, like, late 2015. August 2015, I think, right? Um, No, I think it's later than that, isn't it? I think it's, like, fall. Somewhere between August and November, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, So, after Ant-Man, that's, like, at least 12 more movies, if they're gonna continue to go at the two movies per year. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's a lot of movies. I mean, it's, I guess I don't know. They've been doing that for a while, so it's not that much. Is that is twenty is through twenty twenty one? Is that beginning production or ending? Is that like it's in the theater in twenty twenty one? I would assume they would mean they would that they have all the movies they want out in the theater, like release dates. Yeah, probably. Probably. Are we estimating to a year? Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. They've been, it's been working for them, so I don't know why they would try to push it. You know. I don't know. I, I I think it's cool. I mean, obviously they've had a big, pretty big plan from the get go, or you know, this, none, none of this would have happened. Um, we know Avengers three will be in what twenty. 20- well, here's here's what he said. Here's um, this is this is a Wired article, an interview with Kevin Feige. He said, "I could arguably say that what we're planning for the year twenty, or I could arguably say what we're planning for the year twenty twenty one. What? Okay." He could say what they are planning for the year yes. 2021. So he's got and an idea. Says, yeah. 
Will that happen? I don't know. But what we planned for in 2015 and 2006, or what we planned for 2015 and 2006 is happening. So they, they were like... So basically he's saying we have good Avengers 2, Ant-Man... 2015, like they probably had those in the works, or at least pretty close to what we got. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the real question is, what are those movies? So, okay, after after 2015, we will have had two Thor movies. Mm-hmm. We will have had uh, two Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. We will have had two Avengers movies. Yep. Um, we'll be at three, three Iron Man's. Man. Uh, we've got a Hulk, the Partridge in a Pear Tree. Uh, we've, and then we'll have Guardians, and we'll have um, Ant Man. Ant Man. I mean, we know for a fact that Faggy has said Strange is next on the. So that's the thing is that we have these other franchises that have been kind of floating in the ether. We've got Ant Man, or not Ant Man, uh, Strange. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like who else is kind of? I mean, Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist, Iron Fist. Kind of been floating um, about. They talked about Cloak and Dagger before, but I don't know about that one. I, you know, Runaways. Runaways was an early one they had talked about. I mean, I think it's Avengers a guarantee. Three. Guardians two. Well, that, yeah, okay. So, so what sequels are Cap, we going to get? Cap three. We're getting we're getting Avengers three for it's, sure. It's going to happen. That's going to happen. Uh, we assume we're going to get a Guardians two. We assume we're going to get a, get an Ant Man two. So that's three movies. And, and then a Cap three. two and a Thor, or are, a Cap three and a Thor three. Are you sure? Let's, you think so? The, all right, let's, let's for, say... They, for the sake of the argument... That, that let's say they do five. really well, and, and they... Yeah. Let's just well, pretend. And that's the thing, is that I'm not even sure that it's a question of how well they're going to do. I think it's more of a question of who's going to want to come back. Because yeah. we are getting to the critical stress of, like, clearly Downey Jr., it doesn't sound like he wants to do another Iron Man. Well, he signed on for two the, the next two Avengers movies. Yeah. I don't I don't think Marvel, Marvel really wants to do another Iron Man at this point. Yeah. It seemed pretty... There was there was a pretty was solid a neat, ending it's a neat to bow on, on Iron Man three, and I think that was done on purpose. I don't think they have an intention to do any more solo Iron Man movies, and I think part of that is just they don't want to fatigue people with Iron Man. They know how huge of a character he is for Marvel now. That makes sense. Yeah, and it's also like Robert Downey Jr. is getting to the point where he's like, I you know, I've done this for six years, seven years, eight yeah. years now. Maybe maybe it's time for me to move. Not everybody is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> exactly. So, I think it's tough to say. I wouldn't. I I don't know that a Cap three and a Thor three are concrete at this point. I I think they'll happen. Think I think so? I, I just. I think a lot of the the. I think Cap will for sure because Evans was signed for what? How many? They're certainly signed from, but they can renegotiate their contract well, in between each film. Apparently, all, all the crap that we hear about that is so like nebulous. Anyway, like which movies count for the nine, and like what? That's that's weird. Regardless, I would hazard a guess that they'd like to do three of those as well. That makes sense. So, okay, are, are we going to see another Hulk? Do you think within that time frame? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. I hope so. Ruffalo Hulk. Yes, I think so. Okay, so that's like six. Six that's half of the movies. That's half of what? All right. So then, but that that was just sequels and stuff. So we've also got Black Panther. I would I would guess Doctor Strange. Yep, for sure. Maybe one and two of both. That puts us at nine movies. So we've got three left. Probably another Avengers. Avengers four. <laughs> it's possible. It's ten. But I mean, they could tap. I mean, they could Daredevil maybe. Daredevils. They got Daredevil back. They have Punisher back. They have Blade back. I don't see them touching any of those three yet. Daredevil will be the strongest. 
the strongest case. Daredevil may be Punisher. I don't. I feel like they're too nervous about Punisher because yeah. let's be honest. The he's had how many big screen outings now? <laughs> Three, and none of them wow. have really been met with. Two of them. I don't think Marvel screen. gets nervous. Like based on what we've seen so far, I think they just pick what 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 they have a good story for. I just don't. I, I I don't think it, it might not be nervous, but they just don't know what the heck to do with it right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they, they don't have a script for that one in the wings. Yeah, I don't think. I think Daredevil is certainly more of an organic fit into what they're already doing. You know. Um, Depends. They've kind of boxed themselves in because they're making all the conflicts so big and so universal that there's some heroes that just... It's going to be hard to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we're going to start seeing characters um, like Daredevil and uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist and, and even Doctor Strange to a certain extent. And not that Doctor Strange doesn't deal with big stuff, but he's always, I've always kind of like lumped him in with those guys, like the smaller scale I guys. think Strange will be the one that will factor more into the Avengers 3 thing. I think the street-level heroes, they'll probably back end until after Avengers 3, after the huge cosmic after thing. comes exactly. to it. Exactly. After it all concludes, and they can be like, now we can focus on some other Get stuff. back to basics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with that. I do want to see... Because we haven't really seen a, um, what Marvel Studios can do with a street-level superhero. No. Because uh, I mean, even Captain America, who doesn't have a huge... You know, power set. You know, he's not shooting lasers or anything. He, he's still involved in these big, mm-hmm. epic. You know, yeah. so I think it'd be cool to see a, a, a dare. I, I would like to see something smaller scale in there, just to, to show audiences that, you know, the the traditional superhero that fights crime in the streets of New York or wherever. Yeah. You know, they they can do something like that. It'd be fun to see what they do with it. Actually, we're not going to get a Spider-Man, so, you know from Marvel Studios, so we might as well see what they can do with somebody else. Well, so we recently heard that Thor The Dark World is having more Loki cut into it. Doesn't surprise me. We got a Loki movie. Mm. Um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't see why, I don't, I, I don't get why we would. I don't know what they would do with it, but. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Hilston has built a huge fan base for that character that wasn't there yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the comic book fans have always liked Loki because Loki's kind of one of the big Marvel villains, but Hiddleston, you know, has turned... Legions of women. Legions into. of women, you know, <laughs> just just recruited them into... And I like Hiddleston a lot, too. I mean, it's not... No, you know, I do, too. But, um, I, think he's, I think he does a great job as the character. And... But a big part of that is the female appeal. The ladies like yeah. Hiddleston, and they like him as that character. Um and that's great. I, you know, I'm, I'm. Ladies love cool Hiddleston. Yeah, right. LL Cool. LL Cool. LL Cool. Um, you've heard it here first. <laughs> His new hip hop album will be available in stores. Um, but no, I, I don't know what you would do with a Loki movie. But for whatever reason, like I, I didn't think about that, and then you said it, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably gonna happen. It's well, I mean, happen. it's. I mean, to tell you the truth, we filled up that twelve movies pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, here's the problem with that: you forget about all those sequels. They are great characters, but they need other characters. They need to be surrounded by or secondary to. Oh, absolutely. The number one example is the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Jack Sparrow was a great character in the first movie, and when you push all the attention onto him, you take it away from what it was, and you make it into something big, loud, and retarded. Sure. like those characters, they have a place, and there's nothing wrong with keeping them, serving their role, and then just moving on to something else. I think exploiting a character like that is such a mistake for just for money or whatever. It's it's a problem. Which I, why when I when I heard that they were cutting more Loki yeah. into the movie, I, are I, they going to shift that balance further than it should? 
I just I, I'm not opposed to it necessarily, but at the same time, I kind of am because it's kind of my same fear with Downey. I'm like, let's. There are so many characters to explore, and there's so much to do. And the movie's called Thor. It's not called Thor and Loki. It's not called Loki and Thor. It's not called Loki. It's <laughs> Thor's movie. So like, you know, Loki has his role, and he should serve that role. And I don't think he should grow bigger than that. And I think it makes sense. He's not. Him. He's not even the primary antagonist in this movie. Yeah. And yeah, it makes sense yes. from a business standpoint for me too. But then again, if that you know, it I mean, if there's if there's a great script and they have a plan for it and they they find a way to make to to make Loki a character we can follow and they build some characters around him that they take maybe from the comics and stuff, I'm all for it. If it's yeah. if it's a cool movie and it's different from what they've done before and unique enough, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, like if it's done well. My thing is, I don't see. I don't knowing what I know about the character and and, and what I just don't see that right now. I don't okay. get. Okay. What you do with it? Yeah, I was just throwing it out there. But. Um, uh, a frequent collaborator of ours, um, Alex Goykov, who appeared in a stage production of The Wizard of Oz, um, actually had mentioned as well. Guardians is coming out obviously yeah. next year, and let's say that Guardians is a huge, or at least a, a big hit for Marvel. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty darn good chance that there's more cosmic stuff coming our way that yeah. may. Sp- split off of Guardians. And that could be anything from, you know... Uh, Nova movie? A Nova movie, which you know you, you all know I'd love. Um, or Shut up, Tim. An, yeah, yeah. We don't want to hear it, Tim. <laughs> we're we're going to get that Nova movie. We're going to get that Nova movie. Scott Porter. Yeah. Um, or um, even like a Ronan the Accuser, or, or a movie based around the Kree, or, or an Inhumans movie, or... or an Annihilation movie. An Annihilation movie. Um, so that's, that's a huge possibility, too. I mean, they could... I feel like... Um... I feel like Annihilation would would end up being like Guardians of the Galaxy, Annihilation Conquest. Like there'd be a subtitle kind of thing. I think I but. think they could do uh, Annihilation for those that don't know, that don't read every comic like we all seem to. Um, seem to do do yeah. <laughs> uh, there was no try. Um, we uh, Annihilation is a is a big cosmic crossover story from Marvel Comics that came out. Uh, in 06, 07, something yeah, like that. Something yeah, like that. And um, it has characters from Guardians of the Galaxy. It has characters like Nova, Silver Surfer, Galactus, Thanos, all the crazy cosmic guys. Maybe it's, it's really its own trilogy. And I think they could make a, an Annihilation movie, and I actually would like to see that because I think it would, like the comics are, it would be Marvel Star Wars. I mean, if they, they're setting up the characters in Guardians, and obviously they're not going to be able to get, probably not going to be able to get Galactus and Silver Surfer back from Fox anytime soon. They did try that, and I think that was one of the reasons why they tried that was because they kind of mm-hmm. want to do Annihilation. But um, there are ways. There are ways that you can you could technically do an Annihilation story without those characters. I don't know how off the top of my head, but I think you could do it. Yeah. Um, Just go and get the generic Galactus and Silver Surfer. You'd have to find kind of re- re- kind of replacement characters for those characters, like. If, or just bronze not, you cyclist know. and bronze cyclist and Universor. <laughs> but it is bronze doable, cyclist. especially since they're setting up characters like Drax and uh, yeah, and and Star Lord and Nova, the Nova Core they're setting up. The most so. exciting thing for me, in my opinion, one day if I could sit down and watch Avengers one, two, three, four, and see how radically different. It ends up being by the time we get to the end. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hoping that's where it. Like Avengers four, probably no Downey Jr., no Iron Man. I, I, I think can. You think there would be? You really think there would be an Avengers four? 
Yeah. I don't. I, I bet there will be. No, no. I, I mean, it's not going to be like Avengers Four. It'll be you know Avengers. But the beauty of this is, is, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure that they really are mirroring the the early techniques and successes of of the Marvel of, comics. Of comic book writing, and yeah. and Avengers as a team have always been known for, as a revolving roster, plug and play. So. Yes, we might keep that core team of Avengers we've known since the first movie throughout three, but we'll probably add a couple more, maybe remove one or two. Yeah. And so we'll always have one or two familiar like faces a... transitioning us into the next wave. Well, of... and it's, it's like that, uh, that age-old like, philosophical question is how many pieces of a boat can you replace until it becomes a new boat? Like, if you replace sure. every piece on the boat, is it still that boat? And so I would like to see what the lineup looks like in 2014. That's a very interesting... Who's, like, who's going to be there and who's not going to be there? And, and like, how... What are the threads that are going to track all the way back to, to to the first Avengers or to, sure. you know, and they're setting phase up, they're, one itself? They're setting up potential characters, I think, to to join further down the road with, you know, they got Falcon they're setting up in mm-hmm. Captain America 2, and they've got... We've got War Machine kind of... Waiting out there, you know, who knows? They might utilize him at some point. Um, and then they're adding Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, of course, to the sequel. So they, I mean, Ant Man's going to be around now. Doc Strange has been on the Avengers multiple times. You know, I we'll see. I Black Panther maybe. Black Panther's been on the Avengers plenty of times. Um, even Luke Cage. Luke Cage is a huge member of, uh, like, the leader of New Avengers. Okay. Um, so and that might be the route they go. The route they go too. They may just say call it New like the New Avengers or something yeah. along those lines. You know, where a different team has to assemble for a different reason, mm-hmm. but somehow it relates to what's happened. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I would like to see a. Even if they don't do Avengers four, I would like to see another another. Um, superhero team-up like Avengers. Like like, a crossover. Yeah, even if, like, Marvel Knights. Like, I will watch all the street-level guys storm Kingpin's high-rise in, like, a raid-style movie. Are you kidding me? I'm into it. Kingpin played by Dean Norris. I'm... I'm... (laughs) High-five. Um... I would watch that. I would, you know, and, and I would... I would like a Defenders movie, which was kind of the weirder Avengers. Like, if they could get weirder, they are... Yeah, it does. Um... But once again, you don't have Surfer, so that kind of makes it sad. I don't know. Yeah, it does. But I would like I would like to see other. There are plenty of other teams that they have the rights to. There, they could do different things. Or even what about just a team up movie? Yeah. What if they just they do the Batman Superman that's apparently happening here? What if it's just like, hey, we want to have Captain America and I don't know whoever uh, team up for one movie. Like have a storyline. Like we have a script Cap that and totally Thor. Cap and Thor. We have a script that totally makes sense of why they would be working together. You know, like I'm into it. Yeah. Why did you just say that? Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to be silent during the Kickass Two review because I'm just going to be thinking of Cap and Thor movie. Just fighting together. This uh, conversation went in a totally different direction than I thought it was going. Yeah. I thought we were talking more about the the, the mechanic team. of the roadmap. Oh. Uh, not so well, much like fanboy spec. You know what though? Which I love doing. This is what we're good at. That's <laughs> what we were born to do, Nick. I thought. Well, it's in, it's interesting know. that DC that that Marvel is is saying. I guess I'm, I know they can't say much. Like, oh yeah, in twenty, here's 2017's movies. Here's 2018. Yeah. Here's 2019. Like they can't. They obviously, like Feige says in his quote, we we can say what we're planning, whether or not it'll come to pass, is uh, 
is you know undetermined. And there could, there could be things that that are planned that were planned for this year that maybe aren't happening exactly. Well, there were there were things like in the early two thousands that were planned for the late and mid two thousands that just evaporated. Mm-hmm. Quicker than I, I, I can water. guarantee you that the initial plan was to have probably a Hulk sequel at some point by now, and because Incredible Hulk didn't do as well as they had hoped, you yeah. know, that evaporated. So, but the thing that the thing that is really bothering me is where where is the plan for DC? Like, give me some give me some faith. Yeah. And like their their animated movies are are killer. Their animated movies are so much better than Marvel's. It's insane. Oh, totally. They're so good. But and that's cool because you can get more. You can get a little more niche with it. You can get <clears throat> do more fan service in the yeah. animated format. It just it works. Better. Flashpoint paradox and it's so good. Crazy but stuff like yeah, that. that was great. And you know they they said they're going to be doing an Aquaman animated movie and they want to do like another Wonder Woman thing. And they they're releasing all these all these. Like, hey, we're doing this and this, and that's all great. Like, I'm excited when I read it. I'm like, cool, we're going to get a cool animated Aquaman movie. Because arguably, you can do more wild special effects type stuff in animated form well, and than I you think, can live action. I think that roadmap for DC is on the way. Like, we've heard, we heard <clears throat> flutters of rumors about that. Like, right now the plan is supposedly Batman Superman 2015 with the Flash following afterwards and going from there. But I think... Also, to refer back, not not to stir up old memories of. Oh, I remember we talked about this. Ham and pepper and salt sandwiches. Yes, and Victor, Victor emailing <laughs> us all the time. But not not that you shouldn't. Please. There's your personalized shout out, Victor. <laughs> right, right. We us, do birthdays, weddings, and bar mitzvahs <laughs> as well. <laughs> write us email feedback at midwestfilmnews dot com. But um, it could very much be that there isn't that centralized brain of Marvel Studios. Like, DC doesn't necessarily have that allegory yet. They're still operating through WB, and maybe maybe they just don't... They don't have that Kevin Feige to be like, here's six to twelve years of, of a plan. You know what? Uh, what it's kind of weird and mildly disconcerting, but it's, it's really rumor-milly. Did you read the article about how Legendary traded away yes. their stake in Batman and Superman for Interstellar? For Interstellar, yeah. And I read that and I was like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> but I think that's more of a behind the scenes, like, it's not that Batman Superman isn't going to get that money from somebody else, because you know somebody's going to be like, yeah, we want in on that. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. It just, and so, and cast, someone raised a great like, point. They said, well, Legendary has a, has a huge working relationship with Nolan, yeah. and they said and Inception made them... So much money. Yeah, they're going to go to where they're they're they, going to remain they loyal the, to. They know the box office power is uh, is there with Nolan. Period. So, I just thought it was interesting. I was like, wow, somebody not investing in Batman and Superman is very weird. Well, I mean, it, if you had to pick between Batman, Superman, and 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 an original movie from Nolan, like here, you can pick this movie where the movie is going to solely ride on who's going to be Batman. Or you can pick this movie that is an original movie that is coming from a director who got people to see his other original movie, like, really... But the betting man would choose Batman and Superman, Yeah, probably. I don't know. I think they're... An original sci-fi property, like, we'll we'll see. Because Inception was riding off of Dark Knight, and... Traditionally... Absolutely, you are totally right. Why would you not bet on a movie that Batman? That's all I'm be? saying is it's interesting. Okay, okay. And it's not like Man of Steel was a flop. Man no. of Steel made a lot of money. It did, oh, and absolutely. people liked Henry Cavill a lot. Yeah. Nobody said he. Oh, he was a bad Superman. Yeah. No, no. none of the complaints were he wasn't a good Superman. So but. I think the money, the money, and the interest is there for Batman and Superman. I, I just, I really want to. I'd love to see that guy who DC's like. Here's our guy. Here's our Feige. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, here's our here's our brain trust behind this whole thing. I think we put the fans gonna... at ease a little bit too, like fans and, and people that have been like speculating about what are they going to do? Are they going to do this? Are they going to Justice League? Whatever. You know, like I think it would put a lot of people's concerns at rest too, just to have this guy step up and say. I'm the dude. Like I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the dude. I'm the, I'm the guy who's going to run Jeff the Bridges ship. Jeff Bridges is yeah. running the, steering the DC <laughs> ship. I'd be okay with it. Wasn't Jeff like they had somebody? Jeff Loeb, I think, was involved. Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns might have been. Jeff Loeb is Marvel still. There's like, all these. Is he with Marvel mm-hmm. again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I felt like they had somebody who was kind of like around Green Lantern time mm. was was supposedly starting to be their Feige, but. <laughs> Clearly, it didn't work. It's out. just, it's just strange. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to see, and you know, the whole, the, the whole thing that made it really funny to me was I read that. I'm sure everybody's seen it. That tweet from whoever that guy was that said, "DC's all like, hey, we don't know how to make Wonder Woman work on film," and Marvel's like, "Here's a talking raccoon with a machine gun." <laughs> yeah, and it's true. <laughs> it's like, totally true. And it's not just because Guardians of the Galaxy is awesome, and I am rabid, like waiting for it. But yeah. Wonder Woman can absolutely work on film. You just need to trust. You need to find someone who gives you a great idea and say, we trust you, here are the keys, here's the money, make it happen, make people like it. Mm-hmm. And people will probably watch it and go, damn, that was cool. Because a lot of people a lot of people had no faith in Superman. They were like, Man of Steel, uh, Superman, it's 2013. They probably shouldn't have taken those keys away from Whedon and given them to David E. Kelly, but... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we'll, do, we'll see. I think that they really need to just finally take that leap of faith and say, like, let's let's find someone who's got a great idea and just make it happen and see yeah. what happens. If we just talk about it forever, it's going to be 2021, and Marvel's got $40 billion in their pocket, and we've got Batman 14, and that's it, <laughs> which would probably be cool, as yeah. long as you cast John Hamm and do it right. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're super over, despite deleting a segment. So, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with our full review of Kickass Two. All right, we're back now onto our full review of Jeff Wadlow's Kick-Ass 2, starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Chloe Grace Moretz, Christopher Mintz-Plass, uh, Jim Carrey, John Logazamo, most importantly, I should say, and uh, many, many other people. Um, a picture of Mark Strong and a picture of Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, our... Synopsis from IMDb says the costumed high school hero Kickass joins with a group of normal citizens who have been inspired to fight crime in costume. Meanwhile, the Red Mist plots an act of revenge that will affect everyone Kickass knows. What? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that. Uh, uh, we'll get to that. It's an okay, okay synopsis. So, uh, Kickass One came out twenty ten. Something like that. I'll look up. Yeah, 2010. Kind of, uh... It was a bit of a runaway hit. Yeah, it did pretty well. Yeah, people were pretty positive on it. Kind of hyper-real, uh... uh, Super-violent, um... Juxtaposed with these kids kind of doing these crazy things. It was it was pretty it was an interesting take and probably one of the more enjoyable Nicolas Cage movies of the of the recent. Oh, for sure. Yeah. His kind of shtick really, I think, did something for the Big Daddy character. But, um, 
So let's start out with how we felt about Kick-Ass and then go into our general thoughts on Kick-Ass 2. Willie? Um, I liked the first Kick-Ass. Um, I liked it because it was it was kind of a fun, like, I don't know, it... It's it's fun to see. Like for the first time, it's kind of fun to see. Like for the most part, like what would actually happen to somebody if they were trying to be a superhero? You yeah. know what I mean? Like like he gets the crap kicked out of him. Like it doesn't work out very well for him. Um, and it it was fun to see like the the typical like how the the usual superhero like conventions were twisted and stuff like that. You yeah. know, because it is. I don't want to call it a realistic world, but it's it's supposed to be like a you know what I mean like this is they they say a lot this is real life this isn't a comic book and all that so yeah um, but I, I enjoyed the movie um, and it, it had some really cool fight scenes and Hit Girl was like a standout character obviously yeah. like very memorable because she was like this tiny little girl but she was that was kind of a big springboard for Chloe Grace Moretz, oh totally who, yeah I mean she was doing well enough beforehand but this even really yeah, yeah really launched her and, and and like we said before I mean Nick Cage was was a lot of fun in it um, I remember him like laughing a lot at his performance in it in, in a good way and Aaron Johnson too he was kind of a newbie at that point. yeah it was kind of a I, I don't want to say star making performance or anything but it certainly put him on the map yeah um and and Mark Strong was a lot of fun I mean everybody everybody was having a good time with that movie it felt like and and the the humor, the balance of the humor and the really nasty stuff that happens mm-hmm. um, was done very well. It, it felt... I never felt um, put off by the, the, the quick switch in um, in the violence and, and the brutality with the humor. So, yeah. And sometimes they went together really well, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, in the case of, of, of Hit Girl um, raiding the, the drug den and stuff, like that... It's really, really, really brutal and violent, but it's really funny because yeah. it's her doing it, yep. you know. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Alright. So Kick Ass Two, what'd you think? Kick Ass Two. Um, I like Kick Ass Two for the most part. Um I don't like it as much as the first one. Um I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, um the first one was so unique when it, I I felt when it came out and this one obviously is a sequel, so it's yeah. not quite you, you know lose that freshness. Yeah, I mean the certainly there were moments during the especially towards the beginning of the movie where I was like, I was a little worried at first because I'm like, is this, like, has this joke run its course? You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like we've been there, done that. And and then it, it, the movie shifts and it it does some very cool things. It it feels like a, it feels like a natural progression of where they would go next with the story. You know, I mean, it starts, you know, the first one is very much like the, the superhero origin story, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. and this one you get like, Super villains versus superheroes, so it was kind of not really superheroes or supervillains, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It was kind of fun. We get like the the big costume battles and stuff, and um, and there are some things I definitely don't like about this movie. Um, I I feel like there's a lot of characters who are underutilized, um, particularly Jim Carrey. I feel like he's not used as much as often as he should be. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, perhaps. Um, if your name is Alex Morel, you certainly. <laughs> feel, um, <laughs> No, definitely Jim Carrey. I I, yeah. I guess he was part of it. I think was that he was such a huge focus of the trailers, mm-hmm. and then part of it was just that he's Jim Carrey. You know, yeah. and, and and it's not that he doesn't have anything fun to do. Like he's having a good time in this movie, and 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 when he's on screen, he's he's great. But I just I wanted more from that character. Um, and there are definitely moments in this where in this in this movie where they don't quite find that balance of the humor and the 
the really nasty stuff. Because there's some nasty stuff that happens in these movies. Like, yeah. really brutally violent, like, things that you would expect to see in a Scorsese. You know what I'm saying? Like, really just make you feel, ugh, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they don't quite nail that balance as well this time around, certainly. I mean, there were there were moments where I just, I felt gross. You know what I mean? It didn't, it wasn't funny to me. It was just like, ugh, like, yeah. why am I, you know. So, I... I guess it leap in terms of storyline and where it pushes the characters, it feels like it's a, it's a logical step forward. But in terms of the 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 tone of the movie, it feels a lot more juvenile this time around than it did the first time, and that's yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, so. even with like dialogue choices and things. Yes, there there it feels it feels a lot more juvenile to me, and and you know that that was unfortunate. But overall, I did enjoy the movie. Okay. Yeah. All right, Nick. Your thoughts on Kick-Ass 1, and then your thoughts on Kick-Ass 2. Um, In five minutes. <laughs> I don't really like Kick-Ass 1. I don't really like Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much that that simple. I I saw Kick-Ass. Uh, there was really no... I hadn't heard much about it. I didn't really know what to expect. I just... We should say none of us have read any of the comics. Or no, no, no. And I... I surprised those are the comics we haven't read. Uh... <laughs> And I just, I, I sat and I watched it, and when it ended, I was like, man, I just cannot even rouse a single shit to give about what I just watched. It just, the whole the whole first movie to me is very, the action is cool in the first one, that's the thing. The action's yeah. fun to watch, but it's, the whole movie is just so juvenile to me. Like, when Willie said that about the second one, I agree the second one is very juvenile, but I think the first one is too. It's called Kick-Ass. Like, it's pretty stupid. Like, I just, I, I don't take it. Uh, I don't. I don't really gain anything from the first Kick Ass. It's just very there. I think I everything Morris Chestnut's character says in this movie is how I feel about the whole saga of Kick Ass. He's like, this is stupid and wrong. Like, he just the, the way his character interacts with their world is kind of how I feel about the whole thing. Like, I just, I just don't. I can never get a lock on it. Does it want to be funny? Does it want to be a parody? Does it want to? be a mirror to hold up to the superhero genre doesn't want to be a superhero movie like there's no sense of identity in either of these movies at all it has no idea what it wants to do and the only good thing i think that came out of the first one was helping push matthew vaughn up into the into the limelight and you know the cast is pretty good they're all pretty good in it they give good performances but i just i have no i would prefer a david lynch movie to these movies actually because like like tim says it, it it lays out the rules for a bizarre universe, and it exists within that little snow globe microcosm that it lays out. This movie, I don't know where it is. I don't. I don't. It tries to be like re- this is real life. This is on your street, but no, it's not, because the SWAT team would come in there and shoot you all, and you'd all be dead. Like it's it's not reality. It's not fantasy. I don't know what it is, and so I can't I can't get a lock on it. I I just don't really like it uh, with the first one, and my feelings are only multiplied for the second one. It's. Uh, and because I didn't really like the first one, I went to the second one. I was like, I, I laughed at the trailer a lot. I was like, the trailer looks good. It looks, it looks like Jim Carrey looked awesome. I went in with like low expectations, and I was like, I didn't really like the first one, but it was a couple years ago, and that I first saw it, and you know, I'll give it another shot this time around. It looks fun, and I just left the theater going, man, like, oh, man, I don't care, and uh, that's about that. I just, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Nothing you you like that you want to particularly point uh, out. In the second one, um, it's kind of nice that they that they want to. They seem like they're setting it up to be almost more of a hit girl movie, but then they don't. Like they halfway through, they're kind of like, no, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, but no, 
it kind of goes back and forth and i kind of like where they wanted to go with hit girl like it was interesting to try to show that character giving it a go like trying to be a normal person um that was kind of good and the action was there was like one action scene really and it was good but it it didn't feel it did lack that kind of pizzazz that the first movie had um and jim carrey was funny and (laughs) (laughs) okay that's it yeah (laughs) i i will say i preferred the action in this movie to elysium personally just from a (laughs) like from from a cinematography standpoint the fact that i wasn't having seizure every time people were fighting was pretty nice yeah that's true um no i liked kick-ass one i i thought it was a lot of fun um like i said i actually liked nicholas cage in it which is a rarity a lot to say (laughs) yeah Nicolas cage movie um now nowadays anyway um (laughs) he was really fun it really entertaining yeah and um I thought I thought you got some some interesting performances from a lot of younger people, and I thought that, that was that was pretty cool. And I and I liked. I I, I don't recall having issues with McLovin, Christopher Min's place in the first one, um, but he had somewhat less to do because you had uh, Mark Strong to carry the the heavy weights on that end of the story. Um, all in all, Kickass One was good in my opinion. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I wasn't asking for a Kickass Two. But I think the story that they came up with was good enough. I uh, I had fun watching the movie, but it does feel like a bit of a mess. Like they didn't really know. There's there's kind of you've got like Nick said. There's the hit girl thing. You've got um, kick ass wanting to team up with people. You've got uh, Christopher Min's playass wanting to exact revenge. You've got um, kind of this dynamic of of the group itself like the the justice forever like everybody in there has their own story and then on top of that they kind of position uh jim carrey's character whatever his name actually is i don't remember colonel stars and stripes colonel stars and stripes they they kind of uh everybody like their first mission everybody in the group is kind of like "Mm, i don't know about this guy and then they don't go anywhere with it because of events that occur later but it just feels like there are so many different threads that are present in this movie, and they didn't know which ones they wanted to actually play with. And so that that sucks. Um, personally, I think if Christopher Min's playoffs wasn't in this movie, it probably would have been a lot better, in general. So let's take all of his lines and give them to John Leguizamo. <laughs> just kidding. Kind if of. every character in this movie was played by John Leguizamo. It would have been a much better movie, yes. Um, no. Um... But yeah, I think the biggest, like the 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 weakest link in the chain for me was was the villain, the motherfucker. Like I don't know, it's, I, I think the creativity wasn't there in the first place, and then on top of that, you give it to an actor who isn't going to sell it particularly well because he's just a kid that starred in Superbad once. Like it, that didn't really work for me. Um, <laughs> the mu- the music was was. Kind of generic superhero actiony stuff, but it was good enough. I, you know, it, it did the job. Um, but yeah, it just uh, it didn't feel like the heart was in this one, like it was in the first one. And then even so, it's been a while since I watched it, so maybe the first one's a bit more of a mess than I'm really remembering. But I do remember being genuinely surprised at how much I liked the first movie. The first one makes way more sense. Yeah, like it's it has 
a plot. But I and I I I kind of like where this one's going in the sense that yeah, the first one was people like heroes stepping up and fighting crime, and then like Willie said, kind of another jump from that is okay. So heroes now exist. Now superheroes and supervillains are coming into play. Sure, I think that's a cool idea. I don't think they executed it well. And then, uh, well, we can talk about that in spoilers a little bit. But where they could go from here, I think, is also interesting. But there's roadblocks in that for me too that I can already see. Um, but all in all, I mean, don't rush out to see this movie. In my opinion, if you really liked Kick-Ass One, this one's probably good enough. I don't, I don't know if it deserves like the 28 or whatever it has on Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't know if I'd say it should be like a fresh movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, that's kind of where I stand. Any other final thoughts? I just think it's funny that we referenced, uh, well, before that we recorded, we, re- we, we referenced Mystery Men, and, like, that movie does everything these two <laughs> movies want to do so much better, <laughs> because it takes that idea and just transplant it into a totally fictitious, over-the-top world, yeah. yes. If this movie took place in that reality, or in reality, whatever, I would, I would be way cooler with it, but because it tries to flirt with real life so much, I just, I, it totally pulls me out of the equation. I'm like, I don't even know what to focus on. It's, it's just weird in that regard. See, maybe when I walk into these in, in the first one, the second one, like, I always, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, when I went into this one, I was like, I was expecting like a Robert Rodriguez movie. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like super hyper, like hyper realistic and people just flying around like like blood gushing out of it you know what i'm saying like yeah. just just absurd like absurdity so like maybe that i don't know i i agree that there is it is weird for them to say like this is real life like they constantly tell you that and then like mother mother russia they which is the most absurdly <laughs> yeah that's the one what you described is the one scene we got in the movie that i liked like if the whole movie was like that, I probably would have liked it. But it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I went into it with, like, I, it's going to be a Robert... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be super, super, like, over-the-top and ridiculous. You know what I mean? And I was, I was fine with that. You know, like, I don't know. I guess, it, for me, it didn't bother me as much, the the weirdness of it. You know, like, the... the, the where is this world? What is this? Like, where are we? You know? What is this? Yeah. Now, you can have, you can have weirdness, for sure. Like, bring the weird. But... Don't try to make me think it's it's in the real world. Like, yeah. don't try to ground it with real people problems or it's just it does it doesn't know what it wants at yeah. all at all. And like you you put it even better than I ever could, where you just said you just laid out all the different plot threads in this movie. And just hearing you say it all made me tired. Like, there's just so <laughs> there are so there are subplots for the subplots, and yeah. it's just it's it's ridiculous. It's a spider web of just craziness. All right. Um... We'll give it a letter grade going to quick spoilers just because I have a thought that I want to get out. <laughs> so It's really. itching. Um, B minus? Okay. Nick? D. D? Yeah. Still better than After Earth and Tim's mind? <laughs> what did Tim just give it after Earth a D minus? I'll give this a D minus if you want. I, don't, <laughs> I, I just, I don't care. Give it a, you know, my grade is purple. I don't care. Yeah. No, yeah, I'd, I'd give this movie like a C plus B minus. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So, all right, we're gonna go into spoiler territory real quick, and then uh, you know, I don't think I don't think we have a food for thought or anything lined up. So, if you're leaving us now, go see a better movie. If not, stick around. For
Alright, here we are in spoiler territory for Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> so, I said, and like, what I, what I was getting at um, with the progression of the story, like, if there is going to be a Kick-Ass 3, um, I like the idea that he's just taking Kick-Ass, like, Kick-Ass is actually going to be a superhero. Like, if they just get to a point where they're straight up, like, if they stop trying to be, here's realistic people doing realistic mm-hmm. things, and it, it becomes, here's Kick-Ass, and here's, here are these people... I think they could go in an interesting direction with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will because Christopher Min's Plass is still alive in that universe, and he needs to be dead. And uh, and even 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 saying that, I feel like the premise of Kickass being a superhero is rough, anyways, because he doesn't have any superpowers. Mm-hmm. Like it could it it, it 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 might just end up being more and and. You know, that's kind of what we got with this one, and mm-hmm. and it was okay this time around. But a third trip around the block might be a little little tiring, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know how you do a third. I, I it's weird. I don't even want to hazard a guess because it's just yeah. you know, like I'm not even sure. Like I, I was, like I said, I did not like this as much as the first one, but I I was certainly able to get some enjoyment out of it. Um, the third time around, I feel like it's really like the well is really going to feel dry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's I don't know, I. See, I like. I almost like don't. If they made a third movie, I don't think I'd like Hit Girl to come back. Yeah. Because I, I mean, like she's she's very fun and like and, and I like her um her subplot. I thought was was cool in this one. Like I liked like yeah. her trying to be like. I mean, there were moments when it stumbles, but like I thought I, I thought her trying to be a normal human being was a lot of fun. Like to yeah. watch and like really sad in some spots too because it's just like man, like she should be like saying totes and all that stuff, and she's just like. An adult, basically. Um, she's just swearing and she's just cussing left and right. Um, but I don't, I don't think I'd want her to come back because I think that at that point she would just carry the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you almost wait this whole movie waiting for her to be Hit Girl again. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and Jim Carrey. Why did Jim Carrey have to die so early? I just want to throw that out there. Like, why did John Leguizamo have to die so early? <laughs> Too why soon. Did, why did John Leguizamo have to die at all? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he stabbed the guy in the car. It's possible. Yeah, we were talking about that. It's totally yeah. possible. It's totally possible. He's going to come back and be the real villain. No, I mean honestly, like I think I think Nick. Uh, we could get Nick so, to go I'm see. Seeing Kick-Ass three. I think John we, is major villain. I think we could get Nick to go see Kickass three. I think we could get you to go see it. And here's how: the opening scene. Is a stubby. John Ham has been cast as Kickass. <laughs> no, oh my God, that's an adult Kickass. the The opening scene is a stubby Christopher Minzplass, and he's like whining and bitching like he does a lot. And then Ian Glenn comes in and just kills him. And Ian Glenn dons an awesome costume. Yeah, you would yeah. go see that. Well, <laughs> I you know what I, I even said to Alex after the movie. I said, you know what would have made me like like this movie so much more. As if it had just gone, gone there. Like push it. And I said, if at the final scene where the, all the superheroes walk in the army, like if Morris Chestnut had been like, "I'm a super," and like just came out in a, in a crazy costume, and be like, "I'm going with it," and just joined them racing it, I would have been like, "Cool." Reality has been because that character is the one who's the he's the voice, he's the guy on your shoulder going, "This is all ridiculous yeah. bullshit." Yeah, like the movie is worse off for having him, or it could be better off if the movie wanted you to hate all its characters. But the movie wants you to love all the characters. 
But everyone in this movie deserves a baseball bat to the face. Like, there's not a single <laughs> character that I like. I hate them all. Like, they're all horrible. <laughs> they all suck, except for Hit Girl. And she is fun to watch, but at the same time, she's just sad. Because I'm like, man, this is so twisted and weird. And, you know, the Morris Chestnut guy is on your shoulder going, she should just be a girl who wants to go to the movies and, like, enjoy life and not just always be preparing for the next mission. But, like, I, I don't know. I just See, I like some of the characters, though. I have to disagree with that. I mean, I think that... I think there's a couple of, of like Clark Duke's characters. I like Clark Duke's character. I like Clark Duke. I think yeah. he's funny. I, I also yeah. like when I see him in a movie. I'm always kind of like, oh, there's Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Gravity was really weirdly likable too. Like, because yeah. like he just feels like a dude. He's just having a good time. Like he just wants to help out. You know, like I don't know. I I, I disagree with like there are plenty of movies where I just want to kill everyone in the and like I just want to like banish them all to some pocket universe there but some, i don't necessarily <laughs> want to do it in this one there are some endearing endearing guys but overall they're everyone's just so moronic like throughout the whole movie they they think i can't believe that anybody in real life would be stupid enough to put on a dumb costume not have any training or any powers or anything on your side and be like i'm gonna walk the streets and i'm gonna be shocked when people get killed by actual gangsters it, I just that's a that's a weird thing that just doesn't make sense. Weird this guy. Yes, absolutely. I just they're also everybody... surprised. Like the the remember Todd parents was it was a really funny joke. Yeah. But I was like, why are people like, whoa, we didn't sign up for this. Like, what what did you sign up for? That guy broke into like a mob den and sicked his dog on a guy's crotch. And there's yeah. guns and blood and weapons and like it's just I don't know. And after the progression of the first movie, it's kind of weird that Kickass isn't like. You know, like he shot a dude with a bazooka. Like he's the <laughs> while wearing a jetpack. Yeah. The um, I just want everybody to know that this is the movie that taught me that Morris Chestnut and DB Woodside are not the same person. Yep, because you were thinking it was uh, the principal <laughs> yeah. from Buffy. Yep. I know your mind went instantly when you started looking up his IMDb page. Yep, and uh, pre- the uh, President Palmer number two. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> It's, I don't know, the things, the whole movie's weird that it centers around this guy who just is really awesome at getting his ass whooped, getting his ass kicked. And the only person he can beat up is an unarmed with no experience, much skinnier kid than him with no defense. Like, that's <laughs> the only person he beats up is Christopher Mintz Plass. And yeah. even then, there's no one there to help him. Yeah. And, and that's whole- kind of, that's part, I mean, that's part of the humor, I guess, I mean, is the, is the bumbling stupidity of it was 90% funny of the people. It was funny in the first scene of the first trailer of the first Kick-Ass when he's outside the 7-Eleven and goes, I'm Kick-Ass, and they beat the shit out of him. I they was like, that's him. funny. And now we're in movie two, and it happens again, and I'm like, mm, yeah. hasn't he learned, like, I'm gonna get my shit pushed in by all these guys? <laughs> Alright. I I think that about sums it up. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I tried really hard not to swear in this episode. <laughs> uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, there was the you know there was one review that that I read for it that after the movie that said like one you know the shock factor of the first movie has worn off and I think that that's probably why I'm irritated by both of them is I'm super not into shock factor like anything that relies on shock factor to get my attention or to entertain me I'm usually not into um, and I guess that that was a really good way for that particular review to cite it because the first movie was kind of shocking because he was like oh here's Nicolas Cage and I'm pseudo-esque Batman costume with a shitty mustache and, and he's shooting at a little girl and... yeah and uh yeah I don't know 
I don't even know where I was going with that. You erased <laughs> that from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nope, staying in. All right. All right. Well, that wraps up the spoiler section for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go right into thanks to at Mr. John on Twitter, my brother, for our artwork, artwork and uh, theme song. And um, let's see what else do we have at MFN Podcast on Twitter. Find links to our Twitter, our our singular Twitter, our solo Twitter accounts, and everything on MidwestFilmNerds.com. Send feedback at and food for thought questions feedback on anything that we talk about or anything you want us to talk about to feedback at midwestfilmers.com and um yeah that's about it Kyle XY go watch your movie